Hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. It is February 2024, which is absolutely bizarre. This uh, year has already flown. Speaking of flown, Tom is over in America. He is living it up for about a month, just traveling all around the country, doing his thing. He's been at the NBA. He's been in New York doing some sightseeing, taste testing and whatnot. He's going to Vegas. He's doing it all. So uh, we are without Tom tonight. He did send his best of the weekend, though, which was the the Vega Cup, which we can probably touch on a bit later, um, but yeah, we're probably trying to get a quite more, few more photos from Tommy, um, he is absolutely having a blast, so good on him, but tonight it is myself and Coey, we are going to get through this Rose Hill meeting, uh, there is some, a bit of group racing and decent racing, I guess, down south, but neither of us have had a look at that, so we'll be focusing on Sydney as we do, but uh, as I welcome Coey in, how are you mate, what's happening? Yeah, not a lot, boys and girls, listeners everywhere. And Tommy, I'm sure he'll be listening, you know, in a couple of hours' time when he wakes up or whatever he does. I think he's been, you know, relatively well hydrated over there, so good on him. Well-deserved holiday, and uh, yeah, we look forward to his daily daily updates. Yeah, bastard. Um, all right, before we get straight into it, I wanted to ask a couple of questions. I saw yesterday that... Uh, we have a, a race named after Very Elegant. Some people stoked, some people thinking it should be named something else, and there's always going to be whingers either side. What did you make of it? Are you happy with it? I mean, it's it's pretty hard to argue when she won the race, I think, what, a record four times or whatever it was. And she's an 11-time Group 1 winning mare, so, like, she's got runs on the board. It, it's, it's a weird one because I'm, I'm always a little bit sceptical. Of the the people, you know, not people, should I say the the changes in race names? I guess they, you know, people know very elegant a lot better than Chipping Norton, right? So I guess that's the argument to be had. But you know, like in I don't know, let's say in fifty years' time, is the Doncaster going to be called Doncaster? It's probably a stupid question, but will it be? I don't know. <laughs> Could it be the Mister Brightside Stakes? You know, who, who knows? But. Well, a lot of people um, were yarning about Tyler not getting a start. I think Tyler not obviously won it a couple of times or whatever. But um, yep, what do you think? Gets the gets and the Ty- nod over Tyler not. And Tyler not was a great, great horse as well. I, I think it's just my guess is that it's just because it's still in the back of people's minds. A lot of people know who Very Elegant is and how. Well, especially particularly in New South Wales racing, I think they're just trying to, you know, appeal to the younger generation and very elegant only retired, like, two years ago, that thereabouts. And, you know, what she achieved, you know, going from winning 1,400-metre chipping Nordens to right up to, you know, the Melbourne Cup over two miles. So what she did was fantastic. I'm not against it in terms of her being picked to... Have a, na- a race named after her, um, but yeah, I mean, I can I can see why people will be kicking up a stink and have their opinions and so forth. Like I'm I'm not against it, but yeah, I, I totally understand from their point of view. It is the racing industry, so everyone is going to have an opinion and everyone's going to argue with anyone about anything. So whatever, very elegant stakes. Happy to see it. Uh, 
what I'm finding weird is we have a group, couple of group threes and whatnot happening. But if you look at what's up, we're, we're already February, which means next week is the Millennium and the CF4. The following is, week is the Lightning, which is always pretty bloody interesting. Um, obviously, Imperatory is very short there. We go to the Blue Diamond, then we go to the Surround, Very Elegant Stakes, Australian Guineas, and then what, a month away we have the Canterbury Newmarket Market with Guineas. That's insane. I feel like we were only just sort of getting done with spring, and we're already getting these big wigs coming back, and Autumn Carnival is pretty much about to start. It's crazy, isn't it? Like, I mean, it comes around so fast, and... The carnivals get longer and longer nowadays, and at the office, you know, yeah, pretty much what you said, my sentiments are exactly the same. It's just like, oh, yeah, we just finally had, you know, a little bit of a reprieve in racing. Well, I like to call it a reprieve anyway, we, during that Christmas period, and then before you know it, Magic Millions roll around, they're finished, gone, dusted, and then we literally turn over a month, we're in February, like you said, and... Here we are looking at fresh two-year-olds, you know, going in the Canterbury and the Whitton, and before you know it, it's a blue diamond. A lot of attention is going to be, uh, you know, towards the the Golden Slipper, and obviously a lot of lead-up races for the championships, right? So you're chipping Nordens, everything's coming up hot and fast, and God, it's it's an exciting time. And you know, like even watching, this is the time of year that you know you you kind of like watching trials and you know see how certain horses have come back what what did our last season's three-year-olds return as you know are they bigger stronger faster and we try to find an edge and i think we've like in even in the midweeks as of late we i think we've seen a few derby prospects and good horses um i think uh early word is yesterday's staying winner was it staying? I can't even remember how far it was, but at the Kenzo, Mr. Kipchoge, uh, trained by Walla, I think that'll be heading towards the Queensland derby, and I think it will be extremely tough to beat, and it'll be um, very aptly named if it goes to a derby, because uh, Chip, uh, whatever the bloke's name is, he's a marathon runner, so <laughs> aptly br- named and bred and so forth, and if it heads to a derby, I think it'd be very extremely hard to beat. Fully. It's, it's like you just said before, Magic Millions. I feel like we were just there two or three weeks ago and we're already starting to look at these trials and these horses coming back. When you mentioned the midweeks essay, there was a race yesterday, Roma Avenue, Zach Lloyd, Sarah Ryan. He went mm-hmm. out in front about far out, 12, 14 lengths, I reckon. Still held Easy, on, still held on yeah. and won. And obviously, I don't think it was fair. It was probably like second favourite or equal favourite or whatever. Um, but yeah, crack and ride. I love people that get up. Yeah, get up other jockeys and give them shit and stuff. And when you see a jockey go out in front and absolutely just go for it, you know, I love Zach's, Zach's um, tweet or whatever he put out. He was like, all right, we're just going to go out nice and softly to the front and then Roma Avenue, hold my beer and just go straight and balls deep straight to the front. It was pretty crack and win. Um, I think it's a, it's a bit of a head case, that horse. Even Sarah Ryan in the post-race interview was like... Yeah, I didn't expect that to happen, like quite unfold like that. But it's when the horse is hard to hold in the run you just got to let the horse go and that's what zach ended up doing and yeah. held on so yep good steer let you know let fast horses be fast horses they say so that's exactly what happened and he salutes 
You mentioned the Slipper before. So Slipper is the 23rd of March, so still quite a while away. But Storm Boy, which has obviously been a bit of a star recently. Everyone's been watching him go around, but Kraken uh, wins. But $3, quite short for the Slipper. But Switzerland was a horse that went around uh, last week. It's 26s into 8s. And that Shangri-La Express is something that you, I think, tipped out of the trials when it had its first win, which is actually pretty good. That's sitting at second or equal second with Switzerland. But what did you make of Switzerland last week? I thought it was... Um, Probably ridden to perfection. It couldn't have been ridden any easier. If once that gap opened, it was sort of lights out. But three dollars for me. I love Storm Boy. Don't get me wrong, but three bucks for a slipper is um is quite dangerous. Don't you think? No, it's definitely fraught with danger. And you know, like if if you if the favourite happens to draw the car park, what does he do? Because you know it's going to be a typical two year old race where there's going to be plenty of early pressure to hold position. So. I know we've seen Storm Boy, you know, kind of find the fence and hit the lead early in the straight. I mean, it, it might not be, you know, $3 is definitely a risk, but a lot of people are touting this to be one of the, the better, if not best two-year-olds we've seen in the last, you know, four, five, six, seven years. So from all accounts and all the media and publicity that I've read into it, you know, like it's already, what, $50 million of some people are touting it to be worth. So, oh, it's yeah, exciting. That a hectic yarn, fifty million. Wow, um, like that's a lot of cash to be slinging <laughs> to a Magic Millions winner. Right? Yeah. Like it's it's such it's it's early doors. This is as early doors as it gets in terms of thinking about the future, it becoming a, a sire and and yeah, throw that wild number out. Oh, God, yeah, like, it's it's something, let me tell you. Well, in a week's time, the Millennium will be there. You'll likely see Switzerland going around, so that'll be cool to see. And then the CF4, we get to see our mate, Mr. Brightside, very short, um, with the likes of V8, Pericles, Brave Mead, Fangirl. They're all numbed as well, but um, that's only a week away, so pretty exciting times. But we have Rose Hill Saturday. Uh, we've both had a quick look or a decent look at Rose Hill, and we'll try and maybe touch on Canterbury, but uh, I haven't looked. Kohai's only literally just opened it up. So we'll have a quick squeeze through at the end. But uh, Rose Hill, for us, we kick off with a midway, which is always one of our favourite races of all time. Uh, 13.50, benchmark 72. Trees, tries, trees. Matty Burke, um, $5. John Sargent, runner. So it's sixes into fives, not much coin for it. Sumo stars there for the Patelli stable sixes. Black Duke, Big Happiness, Zach Lloyd aboard for Kristen Buchanan, $7.50. That's had some coin for from $11.00. Uh, looking for anything else that's had a couple of bucks, maybe a couple of dollars as a rough one for obvious step. It's half its quote, and that's probably a bit it. But uh, Midway's my most hated race of the day. Have you found the winner? I don't know if I found the winner, but I I can see the ma- uh, the market. I think it's open pretty bang on. Trees, tries, however you pronounce it, it was pretty strong. Oh, despite coming second last start at Gosford in a little midweek, you know, benchmark 64, but from that start, it drops, what, uh, four and a half kilos. The barrier is the real question mark because I think the rail out six at Rose Hill could indicate that you probably want to be near rail. Yeah. Not necessarily near speed, but you definitely probably want to be near rail to start the day especially. So query, slight query in the run where it positions itself, but definitely a class animal you can probably back with the weight drop as well outside of that a lot of these horses did compete in the most oh, what, a fortnight ago in the midway and 
It's it's interesting seeing Miss Checker any drift out in the market. It won the midway over fourteen at Randwick end of last year, and I'll tell you what, it was a pretty decent win. It has uh, Beanie Pannier on board, having three kilos come off, and it drifts out in the market. I mean, it's been up a long time. I think this will be what eighth up in this preparation, but nice win. I uh, can't take anything away from us. I definitely want to keep an eye on. Uh, Pharaoh's Rain, first up record, okay, TC on board. It's going to find the fence, I think. So that's kind of where I'm leaning towards at the moment. Uh, it's probably definitely on the shorter side of its per trip in distance. But the recent trial, softly held, 1,000 metres at Gosford. I loved how relaxed it was. I could definitely see TC, you know, finding the fence here and just controlling the race. So I'll have a little bit on Pharaoh's reign, but Tree's definitely an obvious danger. And Miss Ciccone, I mean, definitely a market watch on the day, I'd say. A yard watch is too. Yeah, so I was looking for a couple in a row. Pharaoh's reign, getting $14 and $4 a place. Uh, and Timmy Clark aboard. Could be good. Um, we're talk- What are we now? A soft five there, but I don't think there's any rain expected for the next couple of days. It, it, it'd be a good four. Yeah. Or good, I mean, it, I think it'd be a fast-playing Rose Hill as well, which indicatively me- pro- pro- probably means that you want to be near speed as well. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm very unlikely to get rain, but I'm no weatherman. But, yeah, expect a good... Good track. Uh, Highway is next. Stay safe is the favourite. The Cav stable, $3.50. Nash aboard. Drawn wide, though. Uh, but it's had a good crack. $4 into three fifty. Likewise, Zippo idea. Drawn 17. Reese Jones, Rod Northam, 10s into 6s. Uh, that's had a couple of wins out Musselbrook. So that's looking for a make it to three in a row. Missile leader, a couple of bucks for it as well. Tommy gets the ride. Uh, had a win at Wagga, I think it was last start. And then looking for anything else being backed, V and Chance has had a couple of bucks for the Matty Dunn stable. And then obviously with all these coming in, there's been a few drifters. Aimpoint has been friendless with a couple of others like Kaiko. Uh, tough one as well. Um, I always love Cav in these sort of races, but what do you like? It's tricky. Another tricky race. I mean, there's... Definitely a prominent form line in quite a few of these running coming out of the Bond Frankie Highway at Rose Hill two weeks ago. Uh, Girl's best friend was strong there, and barrier tension be an issue. It's just it, it might be running near last in this race coming into the turn, so could be a query. But I expect you know a good return to the track. Obviously handles Rose Hill really well. Uh, what's the other one that came? Uh, there's a few that ran in it. C notes was really good as well. Barrier one would be advantageous. I'd imagine Karen's, it'll have Karen's to. Karen's riding good too at the moment, eh? Karen's definitely riding good as well. Um, great record on the the on top of the grounds. Uh, I'd imagine barrier one, it'll probably jump forward. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be locked up on the fence five back, and I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, last start was exceptional. Great return to Rose Hill. Definitely one to keep an eye on. I think it's a nice price. And for Cavsaw, stay safe. Barrier 10, uh, 12 is, I don't know what to do. Great SP profile from last start where it just absolutely brained its opposition in a class one maiden plate over the mile. Went around $1.50. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's tricky to take 3 to 50 at the moment. I think that's definitely low on the price. I'd be probably marginalising it a Probably closer to five, I'd probably price it. 
and bring the other highway home, uh, form lower uh, in price as well. So I'd say this market is slightly off. Um, so stay safe. Definitely a strong win. Can't take anything away from it. Nash is on board with, you know, who's leading the Metro, New South Wales Metro, you know, uh, premiership at the moment. So he's flying. Um, but, yeah, the Barrier 12 definitely hits hard. hard. You know, I just don't like it. At 350, I won't be taking it. And I don't mind a slight bit of money on I'm a True Star, top weight. Yes, it only won a Benchmark 64 in Newcastle last start earlier this month, but it beat, I think, a progressive staying type in Unusual Legacy. It's definitely another one that could feature, I don't know, I don't know what, what the scope of this lightly raced four-year-old is, but... I could see it doing something maybe in Queensland. We saw these colours win the derby last year, so maybe we can see him head north as well. And, uh, yeah, I think it's gone on to win as well, so I think that's a big tick. 59 kilos, that's fine. Dylan Gibbons on board, Barry 8. I think everything maps well to be mapped positive from there. So I wouldn't put a pen through it. I think it's definitely a top four chance. But as we speak, I think I'm leaning towards C-notes for Colt Prosser. Alrighty, C notes there. Nine fifty. I'm a true star. Keep an eye on it. Thirteen and three eighty. Be aware there is multiple uh, dual noms as well with Canterbury and whatnot happening as well. So keep an eye on that. We have the Cannonberry. So two year olds, boys, going round over the eleven hundred. And Prost is the favourite. Timmy Clark, Gay Waterhouse, Barrier One. Doesn't that just all sound fantastic? Tim Clark, Gay Waterhouse, Barrier One. That's three ticks. Traffic Warden is the second favourite at 350. Nash gets the ride for Godolphin. Fearless is there. Slight drift. Chad Schofield for the Snowdens. That's out to 460 from 360. King of Rousseau is at sixes. 850 for Enhance. And the roughie of the field is pick up the tab. So only six going round, which can always be a bit dangerous. But what do you think? Favourite, it ticks a few boxes? Definitely ticks a few boxes. But once again, it's... It's so tricky with these two-year-olds. You know, a lot of them come. They've either run in the gym crack or the breeders if they've had a run, or so forth, or in a weaker two-year-old race and then subsequently tipped out. Had a bunch of really nice trials, and how does that measure up? I guess we'll wait and see. But I will talk about the the prime chances. Obviously, Prost, like you mentioned, it ticks a lot of boxes. Comes out of the breeders' plate where it came third behind Espionage and Straight Charge. I think Espionage is a half-decent horse. I think it could be – I'm not going to say that it's a Storm Boy or a Switzerland at this stage because it hasn't really returned yet, but it was definitely smart on debuts and it was only 0.76 lengths off him. So definite chance. It's recent trials. It's a fast horse. It's a te- te- like a textbook Waterhouse bot type, you know, Come to the front and just keep going. They're tough as tough as nails, these horses, and what they do with the two-year-olds in particular, I think they've had – I could be wrong, but I think they've had eight two-year-old winners already this season, so that's quite remarkable from the team, and they could definitely have another one here. Uh, so definitely not out of the question. I think the price is definitely short enough in this small field, but – Definite chance. Uh, fearless, another one. Comes out of the breeders' plate. Same race as the the favourite. Two really nice trials. I think the trials that Fearless have probably done are better than Prost, but 
it's always hard to measure that up because it's a you know it's a barrier trial and race day pressure is you can't yeah you can't take that into account but two really nice trials draws five chad schofield on definitely a handy type and you know it's running in the famous james harron colors he doesn't he's no slouch he knows what he's doing so definite chance and i want to touch on traffic warden i think it's probably the value of this race i think it's still about five bucks is it um we're getting 350. oh is it that short now let's come in uh of course there's uh, been a few scratchings as well for 350 that you know uh started its career in a little you know, little maiden, two-year-old open handicap behind uh, Storm Boy. Yeah, Storm Boy. Yes, yes, it lost by two and a quarter that day, but it gapped, it le- left a space between second and third. So I like what I saw. Nash is on board, which is positive. Off the back of that run, it went to Caulfield, ran in a two-year-old, you know, another two-year-old race over 1,000, where, you know, Put him to bed. It ran a dollar eighty favorite on the day, but despite that, it won by you know one and a half. So I think that's good enough. Its recent trial was, uh, I mean, it was just an easy piece of work. I think it was just a tick over to be absolutely honest, because its most recent run was only six weeks ago. So I think it's been doing everything at home, and the camp's obviously been just ticking it over. So I, I think the money should go towards Traffic Warden. Yes, the three kilos, you know, up in weight compared to the rest of the competition, it's probably. It can be argued that it could be the detriment of winning and losing, but I think it looks rock hard fit. Nash on board, that's another tick. And Godolphin are also another camp that have uh, been extremely strong with the two year olds of, of the last decade. So I think James knows what he's doing. Uh, I'm going to put Traffic Warden on top, but uh, Prost and Fearless, the other two market, you know, second and thirds or first and thirds, uh, look quite handy and smart so yeah probably a trifecta play here standout trifecta these things are always dangerous you even got like enhanced there which is obviously first starter they can just show up and win but gonna be interesting absolutely i like like the traffic warden i think that's probably pretty good we go to uh the southern cross stakes which um how far is this 1200 meters so we've got a Lady the Gooner going as fave. $2.25, pretty much bang on what it opened. It's obviously coming off a couple of wins uh, up in Queensland. J-Mac gets the ride for Annabelle. We're two twenty five. pretty short. Hard to say is there at four twenty. Dylan gets the ride. Uh, Malkovich, we all know the horse, had plenty of starts. Uh, don't know what happened last start, Flemington. I can't really remember the race, but I can see it came last of six, but can't remember. Ball is there. Cristilli is there on the lead. Is Rough and 15 rounds is there as well. But Lady Laguna has been ultra impressive, um, beating the likes of Miss Hellfire and I think Chinny Boom at Doombin two starts back. I think. Um, but what do you reckon? 225 short or take it? I, I genuinely think it's a two horse race. Uh, I do think that the market's pretty accurate here. Lady Laguna and hard to say, both coming off uh, Gold Coast, not debuts, but like runs in the Queensland uh, during millions and. Lady Laguna, the two wins that it's put on the board have been pretty handy. Uh, in the Nudgy, it been, like you said, Chinny Boom, Comrade Rosa, quite handy types, definitely stakes great horses, and then went on to uh, win the Phillies and Mares at the Gold Coast. So, And J-Mac Sticks, I mean, there's a lot to like. I just think that 225 is rock bottom, but I'd say a lot of people could be just anchoring it into their multi, just kind of... I don't think you could put it on the nose. I just, I don't know, 225, or you could get 
How much is hard to say? Is it about four fifty? Is it four twenty? Four twenty. So there's been a little speck of money. I think four twenty, double the price. I think the Quinella's the play, but hard to say in that Queensland run uh, behind King of Sparta. It was kind of locked up in the fence, and then had to kind of come off heels. And its work late was really, really strong. Like we already touched on, I think you want to be near pace on fence. And from barrier three, I think it'll get it. Rock bottom weight at 53. Lots to like. Um, well, if you think it's a two-horse race, you can get $2.10 for the place. It obviously has to come first or second, but you can take that and you cover yourself first and second. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm kind of almost talking myself into hard to say to win here. I think it's, the, you know, like it's a super consistent horse. 17 starts, six wins and two minors. It's already made, you know, a nice little half a million for connections. I think the weight weight drop's really handy. And, yeah, and the King of Sparta race actually rates relatively well. So the fact that you're getting 420 in this, yes, Lady Laguna was really exceptional up in Queensland and her times and margins were really, really good. But, yeah, 420. I'm leaning towards hard to say now. So I'd say the Quinella's definitely a play. But hard to say. Probably, dare I say, even each way, if you want to really cover your ass, like you said, two, two bucks to play, so you'll probably get your money back, worst case scenario. Yeah, I don't mind that. All righty. We go to race five, the Widden Stakes. So this is the girls, group three, uh, 1,100 metres. Lady of Camelot is the favourite. And when I said this before, it's Tim Clark, it's Gay Waterhouse, it's Barrier One. On the drift, though, $1.90 out at 225 uh, Kind of find where we're coming for for money. Uh, second favourite, a little bit of a drift as well, Alania, the other Gay Waterhouse runner, Celeb. Or celerity is sixes into five, so it's not a huge. Manal is there, eights into sixes, and then we're double figures for the rest. Nothing else. The, uh, the traders are being very calm, very tight with what they're doing here. But Lady of Camelot drawn the inside. Timmy Clark uh, had nice trials. I think I only watched the latest one at Randwick, but um, what are we thoughts? I mean, that trial, the latest at Randwick was huge, I think. It blew, like, pretty much blew the hands off the clock, so. If it does anything like that, was the other hmm? one the one the one at Canterbury won by a heap? Was that uh, yeah, yeah, one by nine. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But even like the most recent one, which was about ten days ago now, one by close to three lengths. Yeah. Times was times and margins exceptional. Um, yeah, I think, like you said, Waterhouse bot Tim Clark barrier one. If it does anything like the trials, yes, I've been. You know, skeptical about the trials, but if it does anything like the trials, it jumps cleanly here. I think it's going to be the one to beat. And yes, despite the drip, I think it's a drift. It's probably a truer price point. Yeah, there are some. There's getting out to the right price. I think so. I mean, two twenty five. I'd probably say, I I don't see it drifting much further. Like, I don't think it'll hit two and a half, for example. So, I think it'll be two thirty. 240 at most. I don't think it'll hit two and a half. I don't think the traders will let it hit two and a half. So um, definitely the one that looks the goods, this one, Lady of Camelot, it was the one that was favourite going into the gym crack. Just didn't quite fire. It was green as grass on that day. They've obviously just managed to train it up, resume this preparation, a far better, I don't know, well-mannered horse by the looks of things. I think that's why Tim Clark... Gave it the crack of the whip a few times down the straight at Randwick uh, most recently, and it responded really well. Ran straight, which is the most important part. So, yeah, look, you have to kind of put it on top, but 
I mentioned that Manal's trial was quite soft behind Prost and Shangri-La Express. Tommy Berry's on board, and what he did in the gym crack winning was good. So we could definitely see him come back into uh, her come back in the winner's circle. Alinea, I mean, it's a Waterhouse spot, so you know, great trial most recently. I just need to see a little bit more out of this horse, I think. Uh, Celerity, definitely interesting runner. Ran in the Warwick Farm trial a couple days ago, literally a couple days ago. J-Mac jumped off. Reports were pretty glowing, I'll be honest. Um, the way it closed the line effortless, effortlessly was impressive. And the times weren't too bad. It was soft. Lots of like. Barrier 3, J-Mac and James Cummings. I think that's also... A, a bunch of ticks that you can put next to the name. So probably one to keep an eye on, Celerity. I'd, I'd say that's the one that I want to keep safe. But, yeah, a lot to like about this favourite. I can't really steer away from it. So Lady of Camelot for me. All righty. We go to race number six. We go to the benchmark 78, 2,000-metre race. I found this pretty tough, to be honest, when going through this. But Morning Sun is the favourite. It's $3.40 in from three ninety. dollars J-Mac aboard for Annabelle. Had a run at Warwick Farm maybe two or three weeks ago. Uh, Age of Sales there, Nash for the Lee Stable, four bucks. Angel of Light, sixes. I've backed the Englishman before. Jet Stanley gets the ride for the Snowdens. Um, Sky Out is the one that's been having a couple of bucks for it. Thirteens into nines. It's going to be second up. Had that run behind, running by last start. Kettle Hill had a crack and win in Melbourne from memory, actually. Yeah, Mooney Valley. Um, that's at tens, and then we're out. Double figures and decent big odds for the rest of them. But I found this pretty tough. Favorite looks okay. Sky Out is the one that's having some coin for it though. Yeah, Sky Out. I know that um, Ronnie Ronnie Duffersy definitely uh, made a case for it, so I'd say that's why the money's coming in. I think it's it was definitely over the odds. I think it's coming to a no. I'd say it's still backable right now. I wouldn't want to take anything below sevens. No, probably below eights to be absolutely honest. I think it was still good in its most start, uh, recent start where it came fourth and. It's got to be better for the run. It's got to be second up over 2,000, which is, you know, closer to its true range. So definitely can make a case for it. Um, and the price is right. Age of Sale and Morning Sun comes out of the Warwick Farm midweek, you know, over a mile. I definitely have queries about that form line. I don't know if it's that strong, but the racing itself isn't that strong. So I, I think it measures up, but... Do I want to be taking $3.40 or $4? Probably not, despite their, you know, consistent record of, you know, being in the money for the last four or five starts between both of them. So can't take anything away, but I, I don't know. I, I just keep going back to the bottom right here. Angel of Light, low weight, you know, up to 2,000 metres. I think that Louisville form on Saturday is strong enough. I think it's stronger than the Warwick Farm midweek form, and the fact that it doesn't get penalised in the weights, that's a big tick for me. Um, barrier 9 should be an issue. I mean, I think every horse finds their position here anyway, so I think the price is right, and I think the form line to follow matches up for me, and it's going to be fourth up, progressive enough, ready to just explode. So, yeah, Angel of Light for me. Righty, Angel of Light. Yeah, it looks really good, actually, I think. You made a lot of good cases for it. I, was, I find that race really hard. Uh, race number seven is a benchmark 88, 1,500-metre race. J-Mac on another favourite. 
Robusto drawn the inside. It's three dollars and twenty cents. It did open two eighty, so it's been on a little bit of a drift. Um, did have a good win at Rose Hill last start though. Uh, Estadio Mestala is there. Jay Collett for the Pride Sable. That's had some coin for it. Sixes into four forty. Likewise with So Risque for the Hayes Boys. Elevens into five fifty. That's coming for a decent win at um. It was a close win, but at Flemington thought that was pretty cool. Uh, just checking deductions. Yeah, built so seven cents. They're not. It's not the end of the world. Anything goes. There's at six fifty. We're double figures for Eda Long. Logan Street, Lion, etc. Um, but good coin for this um, Hayes runner, Coey. Nash is aboard. Yeah, so risque. Um, quite honestly, I don't know how to me- measure that form line. I know it comes out of an 84 at Flemington, but uh, look at the field in that, and I, uh, I don't know how strong it is, to be absolutely honest. Here's our Bonneville, who ran second. Definitely measures up a bit, but the rest of the field... Definitely a big question mark for me anyway. But, if I mean, so risque beat Robusto four starts back in at Caulfield in a similar race. So I can see why punters have kind of slightly gravitated towards, towards it. And, you know, winning form's good form, and it's been extremely consistent, this preparation. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be deterred from the old Victorian form line, but... Tricky, tricky race overall. I think Robusto's, I think it's kind of 320. That's rock bottom for me. I'd have to think that that's going to drift out. A lot of horses that are just up and down in form in my eyes in this race. So I find it tricky. Logan Street Lion resumes first up. Good first up record. Two soft lead up trials. Lots of like actually. Barrier four should get a nice posse in run. Should be probably almost box seat, I reckon. And it... It's got to be on top of the ground, so definite upsides. Isa is an interesting one. I think that, you know, Bjorn's sneaky when it comes to these horses. It's got to be, you know, 53.5 kilos, barrier two, probably steps a bit more forward. And, you know, like a couple runs back, it's definitely had a little bit of an excuse, uh, especially second up. I'm I'm looking back now, like uh, where it was kind of just tailed out of the barriers, no choice from Barrier Nine, so I had to settle near last, and it ran on and was only two lengths behind Zoe's promise on the day. So it's got four lines and it's got, I guess, the value of price. I <laughs> I spoke to you off air. I think the the bet for me, oh no, actually, this is this the race? Is this the race for? Yeah, it is the race. I was talking about Ella Tiama to you earlier, and I think I think it's about four sixty the place at the moment. Yep, twenty and bucks it's, a win. And it's got robusto form lines from, I think it was June or July. I think it was third up last prep or something like that. And 52 kilos, it's got to be at the you know rock bottom weight. It was only about half a length off robusto on that occasion. And it robusto is going to give this horse an eight kilo start head start on this occasion. And so the fact that it's going to be 460, 480 a place, I think that's the bet to actually play with. I think Robusto's unders, and so risque is a big question mark for me. I think Logan Street Line's probably a bet, each way bet, but I can definitely make a case for this $21 pop in Elatiyama that it could it could just – I'd expected that it's going to jump and run. It'd be map positive. Um. Yeah, a lot of ticks for me. Rock bottom weight. Yeah, I, I just keep looking back at it, and I think from seven, it has to be positive. So, 
21 dollars at 460 a place i'll definitely roll the dice and maybe hope it runs a hole that's right and i could probably do the same with logan street line as well so probably follow the two outside of the market for now (laughs) yeah for sure, you can be, if you're getting 460, um, because I'm a big F1 guy, I've just read um, Lewis Hamilton has just signed with Ferrari. That's big F1 news, even though I'm not a big F1 guy, but I watched the doco on Netflix, but that is pretty big, don't you think? How much did he sign for? No idea. Squillions, you would assume. I said, it says he's about to sign, so when they do that, he just says, um, F1 bombshell as Hamilton is close to leaving eight-time chance signing with Ferrari, so he'll be stoked. Um, so who, who who gets ousted? I guess I Sainz, Carlos Sainz gets ousted? I don't know. They're both pretty good. Because Charles Leclerc, he's got to be the number number one driver for the Ferrari team, yeah. I'm guessing. Who knows? I don't know. Like Once again, I love watching the sport, but I'm not yeah. huge on the details. I'm a bit of a novice when it comes to it. Uh, yeah, exa- exactly. Same as you. But yeah, like I guess that, that's huge news if that's the case. Yeah, trying to see. He would be expected to partner with Charles Leclerc. You're right. With the yeah, Carlos signs his contract for just one more season and could seek a move to Mercedes for 20 years. So they might even do a direct swap. Interesting. All right. Back to the ponies. Um, Random, but yeah, good good intel. <laughs> 1350 metres. Benchmark 78 for race eight. And we have infatuation. Zach Lloyd uh, is aboard for the Bjorn Stable. $4 into $2.80. There's no scratchings here. So built, which was scratched from the last one, is going around here. Fours out to fives. J-Mac aboard. Had a good win. Rose Hill as well as, I think it's going for three in a row now. Um, powerful pegs there. Uh, I thought it was pretty disappointing. That was the Robusto race last start. I, yeah, I just don't know what happened there. If you go back, I might go back and watch it a couple more times. But uh, that's fours out to fives. Salt Coats, Tommy is aboard. That's tens into 550. So there's quite a few of Tommy Berry's rides this weekend that have been um, well supported. So this is it's going to be, it's had a couple of nice trials. Uh, but yeah, first up. So tens into 550, decent. Wallace Stable. Grass Castilia is there. That's on the drift at the 750. And then we're straight out to double figures with uh, Conrad and lot so infatuation and i would say salt coats is where the money is going are you either one of those i definitely can support both of those infatuation was huge in the gold coast i think it was just luckless in that uh three-year-old guineas it was like it was right at the back just nowhere to go and it's typically a jump and run type so the fact that it, it just couldn't do that uh was a shame because the way it finished was huge it's only 1.3 lengths in the end behind a bounding. So that it's a strong enough rating race and it gets that, it being a three-year-old filly, it's going to be 54 kilos Saturday. Barrier five looks ideal. Zach Lloyd to steer. I can see a lot of ticks here. I think it's near enough to probably the right price point. Um, probably, yeah, it could hit as low as 250 Closer to the day, I reckon, but wouldn't surprise if it came to three. Like two fifty to three dollars is where I have it kind of priced at, and I'd say that's justified just purely on that uh, Gold Coast run. It's been hell consistent, so I mean I can't take anything away from him. Uh, Salt Coast resuming. Uh, Tommy Berry on board. Barrier two. It's first preparation in Australia, so it's next Kiwi first preparation in Australia. It came up against. Fairly handy types. So, you know, your Gaza Blankers, Perels, they've gone on to do bigger things. Rise of, Rise of the Masses and Avery. Like, I mean, that's, you know, I'd say they're, they're strong enough seven, benchmark 78's last preparation, but I think it just 
Yeah, I needed a couple of Australian runs, and it's had that little long, a little break in between. It's come back, done two real effortless trials. Oh, Chris Waller just knows how to train these horses, and it looks tip top. It looks ready. Fifty six and a half kilos for Tommy Berry from Barrier Two. It should probably lead. I, I, I think. Oh, it'll probably. Infatuation will probably cross Salt Coat, so it'll probably have the box seat Salt Coat. So I can see the money is justified. I know that a lot of people have been talking about this horse resuming. So this lightly uh, raced Kiwi is definitely one that I'll be keeping an eye on because it could go somewhere towards the back end of its, you know, this preparation. Don't know where, but it seems like a handy type uh, being in uh, stakes grade races in New Zealand already and so forth. And yeah, definite chance. Uh, as for built, uh, built, I think is unders. I don't like the, the map set up, steps up three kilos, but steps down in trip. It's been really, really consistent, this runner, but uh, just don't like the make. I, I, I'm not questioning the tactics of Chris Waller, but it's interesting that a miler, 1,500-meter horse is stepping down, you know, 1,350 this start. A little bit of a query there. I think five bucks is a bit on the lower side as well. Powerful peg, definitely market watch. Last start, it was smashed in the market in the last two minutes of betting. And, yes, it was a little bit disappointing, as Zach said, but this start comes into a benchmark 78, a weaker grade. Definitely could bounce back third up, rock hard fit. But, yeah, at the moment, I'm leading towards the market. I think that it is pretty bang on. I reckon my money will be on infatuation on the nose, but I wouldn't be surprised if Salt Coast uh, showed up and just brained them. Yeah, me too. All right. Race number nine is a 1,200-metre sprint race. Uh, benchmark 88, Shorty, Al Coberson. Uh, got into as much as $1.95, I think, because last time I looked at it, it was. It's $2 now. So where are we? 280 into $2. Good win at Rose Hill last start, beating Tintuki. Dipsy Doodle is there, 320 on the little bit of a drift for the Godolphin. We're straight out to 850 for So Good, So Cool. Dylan's riding for the Ryan Stable. Double figures for Dalat, Sneaky Page, Noble Soldier, etc. Uh, very short. Are we taking two dollars for our Cobison? Uh, nine cent deduction. So it still had a fair bit of coin for it. It's one of the, I guess, this lightly race four-year-old from Angela Davies Stable. It's got one of the better SP profiles going around, and I think it started in just looking at the last five starts it's had. It started favourite four of the five. And it won, what, uh, two of the f- two of the four that it was favourite, and then the other time it was a three fifty second elect, a drifting second elect, which it ended up winning. I think the I guess the only question mark that I do have coming into this race is that it's is it a you know a thousand meter nine hundred uh, eleven hundred meter specialist, or can it step up into the twelve hundred? I mean, last start was good. J Max sticks. I think everything reads okay to me. I think it's ready to step up to the twelve hundred. Two two dollars. Mm, definitely on the short side, but like I mentioned, it is a strong SP horse, so market is usually pretty darn correct with this horse. And let me tell you, I don't think the bookies will be laying it. Uh, I don't think it'll you will you see any significant moves unless it loses a leg in the yard or something. Uh, so yeah, it's it's hard to bet around it, should I say? So I reckon Arcobison is probably 
a 2-22-25 chance, but it's bang on. I think it, it's the rightful favourite, looking at the form, how it's performing, how it profiles. I think everything maps well with J-Mac on board as well. So definitely on top. I guess Sneaky Page was good in resuming last star. Karen's flying, so definite tick. Dalala was huge behind Kinlock, who sub- subsequently have done some enormous things in the last couple of starts. I think it's put, has it put three in a row? Was it two in a row? I can't even remember. But um, that form line is strong. Two starts back at one this grade over the same trip at Randwick. Barrier nine's a little bit of a query. I think it wants to probably step a bit more forward, so the wide barrier could negate that. Uh, outside of that, Lady of Luxury was a good Queensland horse. Good enough anyway, definitely above average and so good, so cool was third behind Union Army, which is a horse that we've been following. Um, but, yeah, the favourite's going to be really hard to beat, I think, you guys. So, oh, I totally forgot about Dipsy Doodle. Sorry, Dipsy Doodle, two-year-old going into the three-year-old season. It's had a long layoff, so the only reason I haven't put it in my numbers is pretty much because I just want to see it run. I uh, just want to see how it's returned. The two trials have been good enough, despite being on soft and heavy. Um, definite pass mark, rock, rock bottom weight at 52 kilos, barrier 10's probably an issue, but yeah, uh, one that I'll keep an eye on. So Icobison on top. Yeah. And I'm not going to make Icobison better the day, but I can't see it losing. Uh, yeah, is, I agree. I'm not putting a $2 favorite on top like that. Why I'm putting it on top, but I'm not going to make it and sing a song and dance about it. But I wouldn't mind seeing Dalat probably run a good second. So I'm going to say Cobison, Dalat, Dipsy, Doodle. So I think Dalat was actually, like you said, behind Kinlock, which has been flying, and it was only fourth by about 0.4. So, uh, yeah, interested to see that. We go to the last. But where are we? 1,200 metres. Uh, it's a 72. So we got the Black Cloud, Jay Ford, uh, Undefeated so far, Gosford and Kenzo, $3, uh, was four eighty. check in deductions, what do they got, shitloads, what do we got, 10, 19, 20, 23 cents in deductions, so I'm not going to talk about the flux, so we got 3 bucks for the Black Cloud, uh, Pride Stable, we got Steffi Magnetica, Zach Lloyd for the Bjorn, it's at five fifty. we got Bubba's Bay at seven fifty. dollars Lender for the Mar Stable at eight fifty. it's interesting seeing it's just Kieran Mar just there now with no Eustace, but... Uh, after light there at 10s, all uh, double figures, the rest. So this Black Cloud, I remember watching it at the Kenzo. I thought it was pretty cool, pretty good horse. So not sure. You with the fave? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the cab have been treading really carefully to where they place this because I think it's been accepted the last two Saturdays, I think. But I think it's drawn wide or the track's been too heavy or unsuitable, so to speak. And... They've just wrapped it in cotton wool. It's only had the two starts, like you mentioned, and both of its starts, it's won, it's won well. So I, I think the camp's got big wraps around this horse, and I think it's ready for a benchmark 72 in town. So three bucks, though, mm, not sure about that. But like you said, there was 23 cents of deduction, so the market's probably just reacting back to that. But barrier four looks to hold fans. It should get the favours. And it's going to be carrying rock bottom weight. So definitely keep safe. Steffi Magnetica was really close to being a good thing down at Flemington the other week. You don't see often that, you know, an orange last start winner going to Flemington uh, to compete in the Phillies benchmark 78. But it was, you know, I think it was quite good. It was a length and three quarters behind Power Ballad on the day. But something about that Flemington straight, I, I never know how to read that form. 
I think the fact that it's figured close enough means it's a pretty hands like a handy animal. So definitely keep safe, and it's going to be stepping into a benchmark seventy two in the open grade, so it's weighted well. Um, others to keep safe. Uh, one horse that kind of I want to see how it arrives and everything else is Rush Hour from the Nathan Doyle stable. Uh, I remember this winning the debut at Gold Coast last year. This was the meeting that got called off. Um, the race after, I think it was, Zach. So remember, it was like the heavy 10 and they ran. Yeah, it was a Magic yeah. Millions day. They yeah. ran the first two races and they went, oh, shit, uh, the truck's fucked. Yeah. Uh, we, need a, we need a postpone. So it was that meeting. It won the debut on a heavy 10. It subsequently went to a Skyline Stakes for the two-year-olds, which is a pretty big move, to be absolutely honest, where it came seventh. But I don't know whether it was a 900 to the 1,200-meter jumping trip or whether it's just a swimmer. I, I just don't know all the answers to this horse. But it does get the blinkers applied from Barry 11, K-Mac on board. Long break in between. So, yeah, I'll definitely be keeping – having a mark, like a yard watch on it. And then what's the other one on top of the – the VC was interesting, but it did nothing at Queensland. French Endeavour is the one that definitely intrigues me as well. Uh, resumes here. Finished, uh, you know, it was a Hawkesbury winner, went to a T-Rose from there and then went to a flight stakes. Yes, it came second last in the flight stakes, but I think it's a pretty handy animal. The way it's trialled, I loved it, it especially the most recent one when it was one and a half behind the winner. Barrier one, the no jockey is surprising. Mm. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little bit query of what they're planning to do, but... I think it gets some. I think it's a handy animal, and it's got to be on top of the ground, which is suitable. Trip should be fine. Yeah, I'll be curious. I'll be curious what the uh, Matty Smith's thinking. But for me right now, I think I'm leading towards uh, Steffi Magnetica to actually get a W, stepping up uh, to 1,200 meters from that Flemington second. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Okay, so you're getting 550 for that. It's gonna be funny. Orange, Flemington, Rose Hill, all in three runs. So that'll be that'll be an interesting one. All right, that is ten races of the best from Rose Hill. Uh, Caulfield not going to go too much into it. They are out nine or something there. So there is quite a few like two dollar favourites, the likes of Midtown Boss and Johnny Rocker and that. So keep an eye on them if they're scooting up the inside of this uh, this track. Have a have a good look at that. So. Um, Fence, fencing run's going to be yeah, hot. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, Johnny, oh, was, well, look at Johnny Rocco oh, early on. It's a dollar ninety-five. <laughs> it's drawn ten though, but I don't know. Have a look. Like he, you, nine, nine out at Caulfield. That rail will be red hot, and you want to be running top three, top four. I don't think you'll see many fly from the back. Yeah, that's my guess anyway. Yeah, we're the big Melbourne guys, but yeah, I agree. So have a, have a quick squeeze at the beginning of the day, and if that's what's happening, get on early to some of them. Um, even have a crack at some at odds for a place. But uh, Tom has left us one bet. I asked where he's better the weekend. He goes to the Sapphire Coast on Sunday for the Bega Showcase Cup. And it is called Cream Rises. So I don't know if Kohai knows much about this horse. I don't. But it's $5.50. It's a Mitch Beer horse and Alicia Collett um, is riding. Do you know much? I'm guessing you haven't seen the ownership papers. Well, besides that, besides besides <laughs> who's actually involved in it, I know he's a bit biased. Has it got a chance? But it, 
Well, I was on it last start. Um, I don't know how much Tommy had on, but regardless of that, I definitely had a few p- pretty pennies that were left over from the Gold Coast meeting. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't know uh, that, Tommy's in there. Who else is in there? Like Flindell's in it. Flindell's in it. Yeah, there's a couple of others, I yeah. think. And obviously, it's owned by Patriot Bloodstock, so Anthony Manton manages yeah. that Bloodstock team. And yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, horse people are involved, put it that way. Yeah. All right, well, uh, but I re- definite chance. I reckon it's five fifty is a great price. Decent. I mean, I didn't think that the the Bega Cup will get such a nice feel, but it has. And it's actually got. A, that's what I was about to say. It's actually got a decent field. Yeah, it's not. It's not bad. Like I didn't. I didn't think it'll be the case because I. I mean, I don't know how many people know where the Sapphire Coast is, but it's a tricky spot to get to. It's a long way, and yeah, it's, it's almost. Like, it's just too far. So the fact that it is a carnival is great because it's a Saturday and a Sunday. So if whether it's going to be on my bucket list, I haven't decided yet, but uh, you'd probably drive up the Friday, have a few uh, beers at the Calcutta on the Friday night, launch into the Saturday meeting, and then Cup Day Sunday. So it's, it's not a little – it's a cheeky little junket if people are interested. Have a few bets Saturday, multi it in so you've got something to sweat on the Sunday afternoon at 4.45 and have something going in the bigger cup to win big, so 5.50. That'd be like, it's a good, it's, it's not a bad field. I'm like, I'm kind of impressed. Like, John O'Shea sent one down, Maddie Smith sent one down. They're coming from everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's decent. It's actually quite a big field too, so... All right, good luck, Thomas. Yeah. $5.50. I'm sure he's already had a couple uh, couple of bucks on. Um, all right, before we wrap up, is Canterbury Friday night. Um, I know that we just pretty much only just opened it, but is there anything you want to touch on Canterbury before we, uh, before we finish up? Uh, one thing that I will say is there is a – we've already mentioned it through the pod, but there's a few cheeky dual acceptors – throughout both Canterbury into Rose Hill. So tread carefully. Um, as for Canterbury, uh, the rail will be true. So that's positive because, I mean, you can definitely have a little bit of a, you know, on speed, on pace bias at the track. So true is where you want to see it. That's probably the fairest. We can, we can physically get it. Uh, good for, it's got to be fast. And, um, there's a lot of these $2 pops. We've already kind of skimmed through it uh, between Zach and I, and there's quite a few $2 pops that I think could get beaten here. So I'll try and send something out soon, probably tomorrow morning or tomorrow midday, thereabouts. I'll have something up. But this two-year-old in race two does interest me. It was nominated. Oh, it did accept in the Rose Hill card for the – I think it was for the Canterbury, but – uh, Excel indeed, 290 for the Waterhouse bot team, barrier three, first starter. I think that could definitely be a bet, and you can see the market's absolutely launched into it as soon as it's scratched out of Rose Hill. So that's definitely, you know, the SP speaks for itself, and it's an on-speed horse, so, yeah, look out. Uh, what did I say? LTR is also nominated at Canterbury as well. At race six, number one, I think that's a bet. I think that's a bet. Yeah, it's carrying 61 and a half, but Ben Ben Osmond's going to be uh, claiming three here, so it'll drop down to 58 and a half. It should, it's drawn better as well, so it's drawn three. It should hunt up and probably hold the fence, probably lead, 
but there are some speedy squibs in this race, so it could, you know, I don't want it to land in the Canterbury coffin, which is the box seat at Canterbury. Yeah. But but saying that this is a Saturday Saturday grade horse stepping into a more or less a midweek midweek kind of field, so it should be strong enough despite the uh, the high weight and four sixty is a good price. So I'll be touching having a little go on it. And that's as much as I can tell you right now with Canterbury. Beautiful. All right. So if you're not in Facebook, join Facebook. Uh, just search it up. Give us a spell. We'll put you in there. Uh, Kohai will have some Canterbury stuff in there. And we'll have some things go up. I normally put up stuff on Saturday morning. Likewise, Koei and whoever else jumps in. But uh, it's an exciting time of year. One thing before I wrap, I just want to give an interesting story. It was Mr. Ben Thompson heading over to Hong Kong. What I forgot a, what, about that, yeah. Isn't that unreal? How do you it's crazy, that? isn't it? He's had, well, he won on, what, Uncommon James, he wins a Group 1, now he's getting a start over in Hong Kong to earn squillions? Oh, mate, I mean, Australian jockeys are hot commodities, as you know. Like, I mean, he won four last night. Yeah, he's flying. He's flying, and he, I'd, I'd suspect that he's going to extend his contract again. Like, he, he is absolutely low-flying over there, and he's the only one that's giving Purden a bit of a headache. Yeah, really? True. Yeah, now there's no, no magic, one, man. Yeah, there's no one else that's really giving him a... A hard time, but in comes Huey. Um, good on him. Like it's it's not it's not easy getting um, the good rides in uh, Hong Kong either. And the way he's riding right now, he could he could win on a broomstick. And congrats to him. But as for Ben uh, Ben Thompson, yeah, interesting. It took me by surprise. Um, didn't know it was. I mean, it's it's always in the back of your mind, isn't it? Like if you're an Australian hoop, a lot of them that we talk to. We ask him, you know, do you ever want to ride overseas? And most of them end up saying Hong Kong. So, obviously, Ben, uh, congrats to him. Good luck to him. And it's going to be interesting because he's just had a child. Yeah, so Steph will be <laughs> um, over. I guess, well, I mean, it's probably a good time to try his luck because Steph's not riding, well, indefinitely, obviously, yeah. with the, ch- uh, you know, baby baby duties and everything else. So, now now's the time to probably secure a good, you know, he obviously could do with a bit more cash and where where else can you get more cash um than hong kong where it's tax-free and they look after you yeah half his luck oh congrats to him that's fantastic all right what are we Ten thirty on a thursday night we'll wrap up now we'll put this out uh happy punting get involved on facebook or instagram wherever you want share your tips and uh hopefully we can find some winners enjoy the pub mate absolutely brother all right see ya let's speak to you